begins with this gate drop. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Power to the Ground. This week is the 2021 week off. Three weeks in a row, we have no idea what to do with ourselves. Kind of breakdown. I don't know how you break down a, a non-racing weekend, but we're going to give her hell. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you guys can see, I have been practicing my button clicking. Uh, got a sweet, fancy intro. Um <laughs> Yeah, I we'll see how it goes. Uh, other than that, I want to welcome you all to the show. Uh, do us a favor, tell us where you're watching at. Uh, not only does it let us know that our chat is working, it also lets us know kind of where everybody's at so that we can, I don't know, ask you about local series because at least I'm interested in that. You know, sure. I, I, I have a feeling that like Tiller and Jesse, they're starting to get more interested in it. Steve, uh, when he comes back, he he's interested. He's getting interested in it and stuff like that. So please let us know uh, where you're at and what your favorite series is in your uh, in your area. I guess not everyone has one like in their state, in their county. So or great riding places too. Yeah, great riding places. That's that is uh that is also very important to us so it's uh for our facebook and youtube uh youtube viewers please like comment share and subscribe uh we do do this all just out of the passion jesse pays for most of this fancy stuff that me and tiller get to mess up uh right out of his pocket so like comment share and subscribe help us get this out to the masses uh eventually hopefully it pays for itself so jesse doesn't have to keep paying money to uh keep like the website up keep running the discord get fancy stuff you know it's uh i mean it can't be cheap so helping them out uh like comment share and subscribe it would be greatly appreciated also speaking of the website and jesse he has been slaving away on this thing uh, it is optimized for we uh, mobile view. So now you can jump on on your phone. You shouldn't have any problems. Like I said, he has been slaving away on it. It is power, the number two, theground.com. And while you're surfing the web, hit up brotacofoods.com. Uh, check out all of Sean's sweet hot sauces, as you can see in front of us. Our man Tiller rocking the bro taco shirt. Oh, yeah. And. I heard through the grapevine that Sean is now a massive Ronnie Mac fan. Oh, I did that, that. I just, I get so excited thinking about Sean and Ronnie Mac after seeing him on couch cross the other night and thinking about him just falling in love with Ronnie Mac. It's like, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I mean, Ronnie Mac is definitely a character. Let's not talk. Who is the, uh, who's the other one? Grandpa, Grandpa something. Of the Dean Wilson character? Yeah. Grandpa Earl? Yeah. Let's oh, not yeah tell, that was classic. Let's not tell Sean about him either, because otherwise he'll have two favorites and he's not going to know what to do with himself. Oh, um, but the one thing that I do know that he knows how to do is make hot sauce. So jump door over door. to... Oh, yeah. Jump over to brotacofoods.com. Use code PTTG for 20% off your order. So Sean... 
show, show i can't talk today man i was talking just fine all the way up into this and now now my tongue just swelled tongue like 10 pressure. sizes yeah <laughs> show sean some love over there at brotacofoods.com also do not forget about sunstar sprockets and chains uh sunstar-breaking.com uh if you email the support that is on the website use code pttg say taylor sent you doug sent you jesse anybody it doesn't really matter uh just something to do with pttg and and you'll get hooked up with 30 percent off your uh your next sprocket and chains so uh stop on over there 30 <laughs> percent stop on over there uh check out what they have uh reach out to the guys and they'll get you squared away uh that's pretty much our rundown man it's uh I only tripped on a couple of the words and I swear my tongue just grew like 10 sizes while I'm trying to say some of that stuff. But it's, uh, I feel like my, my mouth moves faster than my brain sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I got to say this, but I'm still like five words behind. hundred percent can relate. Yeah. That's the beauty about being live is now everybody can hear it. Where when I'm sitting down here making breakdown videos, I can do that and just hit the space bar and restart. <laughs> so. Yeah. Or just edit that later. Yeah, they don't need to listen to show Sean thumb over and over and over again. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, man, it's uh like we said at the at the beginning of the show, we're going on week three. I feel like Supercross stopped, and we're getting ready to go back into outdoors, or we're starting this whole shut everything down again because it has been so long since we have raced. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to do with myself. I can say the one there's a couple things about the break. So A I know I want to believe it's gonna be good for the next five rounds as far as just giving these guys a, a refresher, right? Yeah. That's it's good to think about in that context. B it's like you said, three weeks. What do we what do we do with our hands? The only time I can think I really remember this was last year, but we and then we didn't even know if it was coming back. You know, I still remember the day I I got the notification on my phone, Supercross Live has posted something. I opened it up and it's the schedule, and I shared it immediately. I was like, "We're back! It's happening!" <laughs> I got so excited, you know. And then this week, just seeing some of the regular podcasts are coming back out. You know, we're talking about it, talking about fantasy stuff coming up. And it's like, oh, it's happening. It's going to be right here. And then also it's right here and it's going to be three in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't, you're going I don't to them, right? Are you, you're just going to the Saturday race, right? Uh, the third Saturday. Yeah. Uh, in okay. Atlanta, the last Saturday on is that the 16th or the 17th. I'll be at that one. So you still person. have some time just to kind of hang out and wait and hope bad thing about the residencies like that like this are if you don't go to the first one and you watch it on tv and then you get like this presumption that the track is going to be garbage or the track's going to be like the greatest ever and then you get there on the last one or the second one you're like oh or you're excited i don't yeah. know it's it's so it could be uh good or bad you know it's 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 hard to say I, I'm pretty excited about it. I was watching the animation, two sets of whoops, and I don't have too much to gripe about the track, except for hopefully they make that first set of whoops real uh, 
squared off so guys can't jump them because otherwise it's just going to be a jump fest yeah yeah there's a there's a lot a lot about it um you know and i'm sure jesse will cover more of the track stuff in the preview but i'm just excited to be back in the race again you know it was it's been a year now where i thought my atl atl supercross streak was going to get ruined yeah maybe not ruins the best word but that it was gonna it was gonna be hiatus you know in my in my streak just the fact that i get to go back again this year um i'm just the track could be bad but i mean you know how it is just being there at the at the race is a is always usually better than watching it on tv because i go back and watch it on tv later but to know i can be there at the race and listen to it again that's something well that's like the houston rounds for example they wouldn't have been as bad if you were there you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's something about the race gas smell and just watching those guys absolutely send it. It just, I, I mean, I don't know. You have to be there. If you haven't ever been to a supercross race or a motocross race, do yourself a favor, find one that's within, I don't know, a couple hours at least. And, and just go, not only is it a fun race, like during the day, or at night, whichever one series you choose to run, but just the whole like environment is awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, outdoors brings a different style of fun. Um, Supercross is more family oriented, I guess I would say it's uh, a, it's a, it's cleaner. And like, if you have kids, they can usually see the whole track. They can watch their favorite rider the whole time. Outdoors is definitely not cleaner. <laughs> it's not as loud, I guess I would sh- would say. And there's not as much showmanship. But the parties are second to none, especially if you're a camper. Uh, it gets crazy. Yeah, so I, I still can't wait to do that. I was so I keep hoping they'll bring back Muddy Creek one year because that's the closest one by far to me. Oh. They, I thought that went like uh, Steel Creek and GNCC, where the um, the EPA got involved, so they don't really race there anymore. May maybe I know they. I'm pretty sure they still do racing there, but I don't know at what level. You know that happens for the kind of national series, as compared to just normal local racing at these places. Um, yeah, the Supercross is definitely more of a an organized experience, you know, from everything, whereas outdoors is <laughs> Unadilla. Um, there's, you know, the outdoors is just the race happens at this time and everything else is kind of just have at it. You know, the pits are wide open. It's a, it's a full open, full open experience. So that's kind of the thing, you know, this year I'm bringing somebody that's never been to one of these before with me. Um, it's going to be an interesting experience. I'm going to try the pit party, but also, this is a good year to also kind of use the excuse for actually sitting in at the stadium and watching the qualifying in person instead of roaming the pit party. Normally, you know, I'll stand in line for hours to get to get an autograph or something. Just just because. Yeah, just because um, there is the pit parties are fun, but I'm I don't know. I, I've been to enough now to where I'm like, I'd rather go watch the qualifying. And as, as you've seen th- through this season on like 
fantasy and in outdoors when i watch qualifying i score high Mm -hmm. you know like i i do real well but it's uh i don't know you just you get that feeling you know like it's race day you know Mm -hmm. like let's go (laughs) so it's definitely there's a uh there's a feeling there that is unlike any other so yeah it'll be good as long as it's as long as it's not pouring rain, but even if it's pouring rain, I'm bringing ponchos and saying I got to do it once. Right. Um, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm pumped to go to Atlanta. I'm pumped Atlanta started. We got three weeks off, but then we get three races in a week, and then it's the the weekend um, schedule for the last two. And I heard somebody. I was listening to something this morning, and it's kind of weird to think about that. Almost the last third, hair over third of the races is happening in the next three weeks. That you is know. pretty crazy. Yeah. I I can't say I don't like it though. I, yeah. I mean, I prefer it. I got nothing wrong with it. You know, they yeah. had a break. They got three weeks into it. We get a pumper, and then you know it's going to be one round, and then oh, I'm pumped for that East West shootout. But we'll we'll talk to that. We'll talk about that as it gets closer. Don't you get me on that soapbox, Tiller. <laughs> we'll be here all night. I'll stop that. I'll still have to end the stream at like after eight o'clock and then like in between eight and eight 30, I'll still have to end the stream, but we'll sit down in this basement all night and you can listen <laughs> to me gripe about how every two fifty race should be an East West showdown. Yep. So it's, yeah. uh, other than that, I don't, there was some big news, but I wouldn't call it big news. It was definitely, if you were following injuries, you saw it coming. Mm-hmm that kind of came out today. You know, I think it's what we have, uh, AC. Let me check Ordner, real quick. Boland and Osborne have all yeah. said that they're not they're, returning to Supercross. Yeah. Uh, just this year, not, Oh yeah. Not ever, you know, just this year. <laughs> let me clarify. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know if it would hurt them that bad not to show up to Supercross with how they're, the past couple years have gone. I mean, obviously, Max is is a young kid, but with how oh R.J. Hampshire also. Oh, yeah. So Hampshire. with the way Seen Cirillo and uh, Forkner have kind of done in in Supercross in the last couple years, I don't think it would be a. Uh, I don't think it would hurt them that bad. As, as much as it sucks to say, I still, I don't know. They're, I feel like they're better outdoors anyway. So, and what we got Zacho too. He's yeah. out. So, More time for him to prep to defend that championship. I think that's a smart move for yeah. him as a rider. Um, you know, we go all day long about if that's a weird call for sponsors and stuff, but I think for him as a rider to just say, I'm out, I want to defend my championship, I stand behind that. I can tell you coming from that side i don't think it is a weird call uh telling your sponsor something like that just because your sponsors want to see you do good mm-hmm. and if we're being 100 percent honest right now zacco has not done good in supercross oh yeah uh, same with like ac and I, I can't really say forkner i mean he definitely has his flash in the pan but he likes to wreck you know, and obviously when he's out there doing dirt angels, his bike is still on TV. 
So you're still getting a little bit of sponsor recognition and stuff like that. However, sponsor recognition on a podium is better to be. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I guess kind of what I was thinking of is probably still a pretty old school thought about, well, if you've got sponsors, you need to be at the race for them to get talked about, for them to get seen kind of yeah. stuff nowadays. Social media is king, man. Yeah, Echo can throw a more, few more crazy rock star posts on his, <laughs> on his social during the yeah. week. You know, and and still be fine there. You know, it's no, they're not saying sponsors on the podiums anymore, anyways. Um, or trying not to. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, it's weird because I come from that same school where you'll sit there even as a young kid and rattle off 10, 15, 20 sponsors, all your thank yous, and then talk about the race. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you find ways to like sneak them in while you're talking about it. If the track is like, we're pressed for time, you know? And I mean, NASCAR is a great example of it. And uh, excuse my, uh, my cross discipline analogy here, but, uh, I got four wheels. Yeah. I'm a quad guy. I, that's four wheels. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But it's, uh, like when you first hear them get interviewed, the first thing they say is, yeah, this blah, 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 whatever, whatever, Monte Carlo owned by yada, yada, yada was running great today. You know, my Goodyear tires really stuck to the ground. You know, I mean, there comes a point to where even if they are trying to rush you up, I feel as a professional athlete or an athlete, whether you're at your local race or Loretta's or you're up on the podium at a Supercross or a, a motocross, like, pro motocross there there comes a time to where you should sneak them in you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because yeah you got there with your talent but at the end of the day these people gave you what you needed to have in order to get there you know 100 percent. so i don't know it's uh it is but 100 percent. yeah so it is it is an interesting kind of topic i guess and not one that I was a hundred percent prepared to talk about, but I'm willing to talk about, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it is because I mean, at the end of the day, like me and my brother, we both grew up racing stock cars. Uh, like we had to play that game. I mean, by the time we were eight, nine, 10 years old, we were rattling stuff off for local radio stations and at tracks and newspapers. And I mean, yes, it was back long enough ago that, the stuff was in the newspaper, you know, it wasn't just blasted out on Facebook and a clickbaity title. So it's, uh, but I, I think it is important, you know, and that's, that's just kind of how I think about it, you know, not even coming from somebody that sponsors these guys, just coming from a, a racing perspective. I think that it is important to show a little bit of love to, to your people, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think given, any opportunity, if there's an opportunity to comfortably sneak it in or just, you know, put it in there as deserved, you should definitely go in. I don't think, I think they should be trained to recognize, Hey, was this an opportunity for me to mention a relative sponsor? Do it, you know, kind of thing. Um, I think I was just, I was thinking about it when I brought it up in that 
someone was talking about. I think it was in the context of Forkner. Maybe, but not necessarily related to Fortner, but they were just talking about Fortner. And in that context, um, the whole idea of, well, you know, like, it's kind of weird to just say, well, yeah, I'm healthy to race Supercross, but I'm just not going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, and so, like, I think maybe to some sponsors, that's kind of, like, it could be seen as a, Mm, you know, I guess it would depend on the sponsor goals, you know, like, okay, maybe, maybe he does enough social stuff through the week to get the recognition we want. Um, and we don't, you know, we're not worried about him showing up at the race if he's not going to get on the podium. Yeah. You know, I mean, and rather not gamble. So I think it's, it just kind of comes down to the sponsor goals. Yeah. And I mean, Vinny gets it. Always got to show love to the people that helped you get where you are, man. Yes. And that's, that's just the thing. You know, it's uh, especially because it is hard to pull sponsors in this sport. You know, it's uh, outside sponsors in the sport have been a long talked about topic, mm-hmm. you know. So it's how else do you get it except for you really start trying. And I'm not saying get super corporate, you know, but also at the same time, you can still have a personality like like Jet, you know, or like Aaron or. There's a couple other guys that just have great personalities, but they're still professionals. You know what I mean? Like they're not going out there getting in trouble. They're not doing a bunch of crazy stuff or or anything like that to get recognition. They're getting recognition from their talent and their personality. And I think that is, that is important. And also a, a great way for your sponsors to kind of pick you, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally get that. I've been on that train forever. There was a while, uh, I might get some hate for this, but where I was the opposite of a James Stewart fan for how he behaved. I was like, this is, this is not how a professional athlete with this getting paid a lot of money by a sponsor should behave. You know, I mean, he had plenty of incidents um, where it's kind of like, it's not, not how I want to, you know, get things represented or how I want the sport to be represented. It's not how the, one of the top writers should be, you know, uh, be getting represented, but you know, things come around and it's not, it's not just that. So, but long story short, yeah, I, I definitely think you got to respect, like Vinny said, respect the people, uh, show some love people to help you get there. Cause they're putting in the time, putting in the effort, they're putting in the money, you know, you're not just showing up out of nowhere with no help from, you know, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you're crazy if you think you're the only one in the inbox when they open up the sponsors from like September to December or whenever they do it. You're crazy if you think you're the only one hitting up that inbox looking for stuff. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like it's, and a lot of people, they do like when they're looking through your resume, they're going to go to your, they're going to go to your social media. They're going to pull up like AMA results, they're going to pull up district results, uh, series if they have a website. And they're also just going to do a general search for you, you know? And it's because at the end of the day, when you do find a sponsor and you are trying to get like a contract, it's something that don't just think of it as this year's deal. I mean, a lot of these are, it, it's not only are you, but the company is looking for something in a in a 
almost like a long term. Yes, it's still probably year to year, but it's as you build rapport with the company, you want to continue that relationship, you know. And I, I think it's Im- important to remain mindful of not just the year that you're looking at directly, but years beyond. Also, you know, it's going to help you in the long run, mm-hmm. like a lot. So I, I think that is definitely a, 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 a big money thing. Oh, yeah. And just, it's, you know, that, and that kind of comes back down to if you, if you put in the extra 1% to show that, you know, you're worth the sponsorship, you put in the results, you do the time. Like you said, you look on, you look at it past the one year thing. Don't burn bridges. You keep going. You know, those people, those people could be around forever. You know, at oh, another yeah. company, at that company, the sponsor can be around for forever. I was listening to something, uh, Jake Weimer interview today, and he was, I mean, he even called it out. He's like, you know, I'm st- still getting help from people for just, just cause, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. he's still doing things in the industry, but he's not up in front and center all the time. These companies don't have to keep helping him out, but they are because yeah, he never burned bridges. He put in, you know, he, he was Dunk. a good guy forever. Old Doug Henry. He's another prime example of that, man. Mm-hmm. Yamaha's had his back and it, you know, and I, I, I'm trying not to like soapbox it too much, you know, but I do think that it is, it is important. And it's unfortunately, there are a lot of people that only look at it as, Hey, I want to try to get free stuff. I don't want to try to build any type of rapport. Like I just, I just got to get through this year, but I feel like that is the wrong attitude to kind of maintain and bring to the table. And it's, it just, as long as you got your, it, it's worth it to pay the 50 bucks to get a nice resume and prevent your, or present yourself as a professional to these people who don't know you, who is literally making like a judgment based on what you show them. You know, and then the little bit of time, if they have time, that they're going to go through and, and try to look up and, and really try to learn you. Because I know, at least with me, I like to try to have as much of a personal relationship with racers as I can. And it's mm-hmm. it's not just because I I want to or I can or it's it's because a report does go further than just slapping a sticker on the side of a bike like Mm -hmm. i mean if we're gonna sit here and and really take the time to you know help you out with with anything that you need you know like are you the kenda tire guy um are are you gonna tell me hey i think this tire would work out a lot better under these conditions than what you might have been running uh last week you know and it's not just there's a lot of valuable information to be gained from having a relationship with these kind of people, you know, like the guys at Sunstar know what everybody is running on the tracks all over the country, you know, like it doesn't hurt just to be like, Hey, I'm looking for some recommendations. Maybe you could help me out a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just stuff like that. But if you, if you don't have the rapport or you do go around and act like a fool, I ain't got time for you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it's, I, I think that is really something important to, uh, 
to just keep in mind, you know, especially for the younger listeners or the, or the guys like me that have kids that are getting ready to get in the sport. You know, it, it is important to remember that, I mean, unless he knows it, you, your parents, when you grow up, are going to write that book for you. You know what I mean? If they act a fool at the track, you're going to carry that stigma. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Be cool, people. Just just be cool. Enjoy the weekend. Race. Shout out your sponsors. Hang out afterwards. Afterwards. Have a cold one. You know? Like, mm-hmm. enjoy the family time. And shoot off your, hey, this is how my month went, monthly report to your sponsors that most sponsors require. So, that was a uh, way off topic tangent, but what we do here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know why we write out an itinerary, man. We always end up off of it. <laughs> so we do. Yeah. Take, take care of the family, family oh, being yeah. power sports family. Yeah. And like even Vinny popping up again. Uh, I, like I said, I, I've, raced almost my whole life not necessarily the the two-wheel discipline uh more like the four-wheel stock car but i i now that i'm older and stuff like that like i do race quads and i have raced bikes before um and it does like when you reach out to somebody and they're like hey what's going on you know like it it makes the world a difference you know not just for you as the racer but also the sponsor like i have people that call me just to tell me how their week went, man, you know, like out there racing, like, yeah, this happened. I don't know. And I'm like, man, you need any parts? He's like, no, I just, I figured I'd call and let you know. (laughs) know? I'm like, like, all right, man, you know, but it is, it's fun. It's, it's almost a, a nice little highlight to the day, you know, but at the same time, yeah, sometimes, sometimes that just can't happen, you know? So emails oh, yeah. do work. <laughs> Everybody's busy. I will say, oh, yeah. um, you know, to that extent, I think Kevin Moran's is a pretty awesome program like that, where, you know, he's put together something that in the way he interacts with his sponsors and tries to help out his sponsors and really provide value for them. That Oh, yeah. I mean, it almost kind of makes me want to just pay for, a you know, a weekend helmet sponsorship. I don't have a, you know, a, like a, I didn't have a personal company that I would want to throw on there. Just, but it's just like I just do it just to help him out. You know, because he goes out there and he tries the extra effort. He puts in the real, you know, business uh, sponsor side thinking into it of you know how can I really do this and not just asking me, 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 me. Um, yeah. So I think I think if I get excited about seeing things like what he's doing, what AJ's doing about really trying to find ways of providing value to sponsors like that i get really excited about seeing the thought of seeing them be successful in that and that maybe that's you know kind of going to start coming around and giving more other guys the ideas of thinking you know hey i don't need one big one you know i can do a lot of little things because there's somebody out there that's just willing to help out a little bit and it but even then you know no matter where you get it from or, or whatnot it all comes down to yeah, putting in the effort and caring and saying thank you for being willing to help me out. Yeah, because um, unfortunately, right now we don't—they don't have a way to survive just off racing. Um, yeah, but that's also another another rabbit hole. <laughs> right. 
And what was it? I was just, somebody just sent me uh, one of those, what is it called? Like an Instagram reel? Mm-hmm. Basically like a short movie on Instagram type of deal where it's too long for a story, but whatever. Um, they sent me one and it was a guy talking about, what was this number? 256 and it started with an S and I can't remember his name and I'm not sure how we got tagged in it. But it was, uh, they were talking about it and how this dude works 50 to 70 hours a week races outdoor nationals on saturdays but when he goes and races the outdoor nationals he tries to sign at least one sponsor a year to pay for the mechanics pit passes but he doesn't he works on his own bike but what he does is takes like combat vets and stuff like that and gets them a mechanics wristband so they can go back and they're not just part of like the pit party they're actually there working they can hang out during the race they can you know, they can go into the mechanics area during the race, stuff like that. And it's it's just little things like that. Like the guy is not yeah, the guy is not a household name. He's gotta be in his early thirties. He's he's thirty to thirty-two, maybe thirty-three, you know. But it's it's little stuff like that. Like find your niche, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the cat, he doesn't get on the podium, but people will sponsor him because he does great work like with the younger generation. And he's always putting stuff up on like how to become a better rider, like do this, do that, you know? So it's, uh, I don't know. There's always niches. Everybody's good at something, figure out what you're good at and use mm-hmm. it to your advantage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but it's, I mean, other than that, I'm, I mean, I don't know. There's not much more to get to get into that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, we could get into the whole like marketing yourself and stuff like that. But I think me and Jesse were kind of talking about that before. That's a that's a whole nother piece of the pie that Mm -hmm. that maybe it wouldn't be bad to kind of have us three get on together, like during the off season when there's kind of like where we're running out of stuff to talk about because now we're three weeks deep in a break, you know, Mm -hmm. And just go over stuff like this, you know, try to help out some other people, you know, and I think it's, uh, it's definitely stuff that never gets talked about. You always hear a lot of these guys like Blair and, uh, Villapoto and, and like all these guys talking about, yeah, my kid races, like we do this and we do that and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. But nobody ever talks about like the background stuff. Like you never hear like, on Deegan's podcast or vlog or whatever they do, you never hear them talk about like, yeah, so this is how you become a successful racer. Cause as you go up, you know, as you, like you're going to start in like beginners or C or next thing you know, you're in B and now you need to get better breaks. You might need to get head work done. You're looking at like better suspension. You're, I mean, that's, that's like six grand right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not made of money if it wasn't for my sponsors. I don't even just getting a product discount, you yeah. know, <laughs> like that goes a long way. So maybe it is something that we should just put the collective mind together and kind of talk about one day, you know, that and, would be we'd down for that three, three business guys sitting around yeah. talking, talking moto business. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you guys would like to hear something like that, where, so my biggest thing is my time is pretty precious to me, you know, and 
I don't want to go through and bore all of you guys and waste your time and waste our time unless you guys want to see something like that. So please let us know if, if you would like to see something like that. You can always reach out to us on the Discord. You can always reach out to us on Facebook, on the website, which is PowerToTheGround.com. And just let us know. I mean, if anything, we might be able to help you out. You know, we might not. We might be able to. I I don't know. I'm not making any type of guarantees, you know, but I don't know. Maybe it's something that that we could do and then and then talk about it, man. I I think it's important stuff to talk about because I feel like. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people do kind of get lost when they're when like that part of the season's coming up and they're like, I don't know what to do. Let me just shoot off this random five sentence thing, email to this company and hope that they do it, you know, but there's a structure. There's a structure. <laughs> the way to do it. Yeah. But uh, other than that, um, let's get off of this topic, man. Uh, on to the next. Yeah. On to the next one. So, uh, I lost my whole train of thought. What what else is uh, what else is new? I don't think we have too much going on. Um, oh, the general, is yeah, he, he's running Atlanta, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh I, man, I can't remember if he's running all three of them, but Sipes is definitely running Atlanta. I think he's running all three of them. I think that was part of his super insane schedule that he's got going for the season. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's going to be on there. Him. Yeah, him on the 250. I mean, we saw. I mean, he got hurt at Daytona, but he kind of kicked butt. He's not slow, man. Oh, no. not no, by any a, means. He had a relatively hurt hand. I'm not gonna say it was a broke hand because it wasn't. But yeah, I know. But... I know. I wouldn't be riding it 100 percent with that. <laughs> yeah, and he went out there and he finished. He finished the main that a lot of guys quit. It didn't yeah. have a busted hand. Um, so yeah, he's going to be there. It's pretty awesome. I think you and I were talking ahead of time. Uh, I told you, I found some stats about him that, uh, Oh, three laps down on Instagram. I think he's got a Twitter too. Um, it pulled up on him and it was kind of interesting. He was talking about his career, um, in racing in general, um, for the general and, uh, He's been in 169 races before this Atlanta going to be up. And you think about how many Supercross guys don't do 169 races. Think about how many Supercross don't even do 69 races in general, man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is a lot. Uh, We can try to throw it up. I I don't know how well it's going to work. Let me see what I can do here. You look at it and just touch on it. But yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of neat to show. I mean, look at, uh, so for those of you listening, and if you can't see it, I'm going to just kind of touch over, you know, we three laps down and pulled up some stats about who Ryan has raced against in his career. You know, we're talking SX MX. He's raced against Martin Davalos, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, Justin Barsha, Blake Baggett, Malcolm Stewart. You know, those are some of the big names that everybody's going to know that he's raced against. Um, he's raced against Jason Anderson 21 times. And in those 21 times, Sipes has beat Anderson 13 of those times. What? Granted, off the top of my head, I don't know which class that was in. 
probably you know, 250 I would imagine but we're yeah. just talking jason anderson has a championship under his belt and ryan sipes has beat him 13 times that's um, pretty crazy yeah i mean obviously things are out there and that's just swinging one way because barsha's beat him more than he's beat him um marty has beat types more than types has beat marty but i mean you know still it's just kind of it's not it's not far it's not 30 to 1 uh 18 11 marty beating types is a little different but marty's marty did really good in 250s for a while so that's kind of reasonable um yeah he's you know 13 to 12 against uh dean wilson dean wilson leading i it's kind of it's just it's brian types is no joke you know, I know you're going to be, you'll be one to preach all day long about Ryan Sipes being the GOAT. Um, and I'll never argue against you on that because, A, I know you'll take it to the grave. And B, I don't have a ground to like stand on and really disagreeing with you on it as far as just if we're talking GOAT on two wheels. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I'm obviously the one that pushes it so much where I'm, I'm like this dude can do anything with two wheels. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just go do a flat track TT, load my stuff up in the van, drive over to like Unadilla and race a pro MX race mm-hmm. in the same weekend. <laughs> like, I couldn't do it. You know, I don't know of a lot of people that could actually do it, to be honest with you. No, I mean, even yeah. his Daytona weeks, you know, where he tries to do the flat track, the supercross, um, and then. The GNCC, right? Isn't that last year that he was trying to do the GNCC, the flat truck, and the, the Supercross on the same? Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, man. Yeah. And I think even the flat track, I don't think it, I don't think the flat track happened that weekend, but that was the year, last year was the year where he was, he put down the money, right? Where he said, if anybody can do this and this and just place ahead of me yeah, in both, then I'll pay you, you know, an X amount of money. Nobody, I think, Maybe two people, it was less than five, ended up, you know, saying like, hey, I'll do it. But obviously it never, yeah. it never happened. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see him come back this weekend and see how he's going to do. Um, and then I think this week too, also the news is official that, uh, official, official, that Caleb Russell is going to jump on the 250 for the entire outdoor season. Oh yeah, that's going to be entertaining. So I'm actually more surprised that he's not racing the Sprint Enduro Series and that he's going to go full-time outdoors. I thought for sure that Caleb Russell was going to end up basically being Team USA at the ISDE, which you have to complete the Sprint Enduro Series to qualify for it. Um, I thought for sure he was going to end up being like the captain of Team USA going and doing that. But uh, I am just as happy, I guess, that we're going to get to see him in outdoors. And I'm, I, he's a good rider, like hands down, a great rider. He's got great stamina. So maybe he'll be an upset king. I don't know who he's riding for. I don't know if he's riding for himself, if it's just like him and his dad out of a van honestly i don't think it really matters because he's still definitely ktm like team ktm all day and and i definitely feel like there are people that um are gonna help him out no matter what you know so i'm i'm 
pretty excited to to see how this goes. He's riding Just, for Red Bull KTM. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. So it's so my as you were talking about him not running the Sprint Enduro Series as a potential, you know, to get into the ISD. That makes me think he's going to be Volan's teammate. I think, man, as as the KTM guy here, um, maybe they're thinking between Husky, KTM, Gas Gas. Maybe they're thinking he's their best shot at uh, championship points. I could see it. If, if I was them and I was dropping some money on it, I would take KR. Although, don't count Max out, man. That kid no, has I mean, a been, lot of potential. He was in Supercross. I think the big difference for his, he's showing he's got the skill for Supercross, yeah. right? But I, I think Volan's question is going to be, how's he going to do in the summer for two long motos? Well, that's a. Uh, I believe he's got the heart for it. Yeah, well, I mean, because we don't really have anything else to go off of this summer, I don't see him doing excellent because he does have that hip injury that's going to take a while to get to get back up to not only riding shape, but riding speed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Caleb Russell is already right there, but he has a lot of pretty decent injuries himself. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I don't know, a toss-up between the two. You can't call KR a vet yet, although he pretty much is. I have a hard time believing that he's not good on a motocross track, you know. And Volhallen is pretty used to doing two or three, four motos a day because he was a double class racer for a long time, uh, like throughout most of his amateur career. So I, I can't, I don't know. It'll be a toss up. If Max can get his hip under control. I think it might end up being those two are leading the, like leading the KTM and company flag. Yeah. Cause I'm just, I'm looking on gas gas. Trying to verify, make sure I remember the Moseman and Pierce Brown. Yeah. Those aren't no disrespect. But those aren't guys that are going to kill it championship-wise in outdoors. Yeah. Unless something turned around in the past year for them, they're just not going to kill it. RJ Hampshire and who's the other Husky 250 rider? Jalik. Jalik. I just don't see them killing it. Jalik's got a chance, though. He's got the skill. And that's the thing, too. Like I I believe they've all got chances. Yeah. showing he's got skill. Uh, Follin's obviously showing he's got skill. But for me personally, I think the biggest thing for all of them is doubting their two outdoor motos in a day ability. Yeah. JR is the guy that we know. Just like, oh yeah, I can I can get up in the morning and just do that. No big deal. Yeah. Maybe he'll take Sipes up on his Sipes cross thing, man. Yeah, right. 
And I wonder, like, I was just thinking about this while we were talking, and I remember kind of reading something. So Sprint Enduro closed for a while. Like, I think Kenda dropped the title sponsorship, and then they couldn't secure land or something like that because they didn't have enough capital. Or there was there was something like that. And I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but I wonder if maybe when he thought the Sprint Enduro series was done, he signed a contract because I think he was still under contract with Red Bull KTM and he has been for since I can remember like eight, nine years, you know? Mm. So I wonder if maybe that was playing into it. And then they just said that the sprint enduro series was coming back and that it would be on. And so now I wonder if he's like, well, shit, I already committed, you know? Yeah. So, and then- and then at that point, even, I guess it would be, yeah, he would be, for us fans, Captain America, there. But if it's a contract thing, Enduro Series doesn't get announced, does get announced, you know, at that point, is it a, more of a KTM decision about, like, well, we don't, we don't care about the representing America thing at the ISDE, you know, we'd rather yeah. you represent KTM doing something we know you're going to kill it at. Yeah, I'm not going to pay you to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's probably, and it, it's purely speculation. So, oh, but that was definitely something that while we were just talking about it, I was my the wheels in my in my little hollow head are just sitting there turning. You know, and they're like, "Hey, like you remember you saw this, and then a little while later you saw this, and then he released that he was racing MX." And but I'm pretty excited about it, man. So. I'm an outdoor guy anyway. I love the outdoors. I think while the racing does get spread out quite a bit more, watching those guys do, do what is it, two 20-minute motos almost back-to-back within a matter of like a couple hours, it, mm-hmm. to me, is insane. You know, so it's, I don't know. I like it. I like it for that aspect. That and I like how they, fast they go and how big they jump. Oh, yeah, just uh, it. it for obviously maybe somebody that's not as in tune with it guys on dirt bikes, but I think us and people listening understand that are two totally different things. And, you know, I still, my memory's not that great, but if we're talking short-term memory, you were there last year at Ironman. I remember you telling me you heard it while I was watching it, but Barsha just, I still remember saying Barsha just flying over that jump when he was catching, was it AC? Yeah. And just full throttle. Like you could just hear it through the TV. I know you could hear it and it was technically behind you at that point. Yeah. You know, just oh, like that, that those things don't happen in Supergross. You might get like a, you know, throttle rev in the corner to get on away kind of thing, but just full on chasing you down. Oh yeah. Harsh sideways, full throttle midair doesn't happen in Supercross. Get out of my way, son. That's yeah. what he was saying. <laughs> Coming through. Yeah. yeah. Seeing Marv last year just soaking up the jumps on the rear wheel like he's uh, wheeling through the set of like the gnarliest just rollers that have been beaten up for a whole day. Oh, like, yeah. You, you don't see it in Supercross. It's, it's just so different. You know who the speaking of beat up rollers and making it look completely effortless, who I am most excited to see in the outdoor season, which is kind of weird, is Dylan Ferrandez. Oh, seeing him on that 450. Oh. Dude, he was so smooth on that 250 last year in outdoors. 
there so were, smooth. There were some, yeah, some of those battles between he and uh, J Mart, just watching them go, just, you know, that they both just had it, everything they could give it each time. Just oh, watching yeah. Them go. Yeah, if, if Ferrandis can figure out how to handle the 450 in the same way and just put that into it, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch. Oh yeah, and it's I, there's just something about watching the Europeans ride bikes, man. There's just it's like poetry in motion. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand how they do it. I don't. But it for some reason the it's like they have weights in their rear tires, man. It's just always on the ground. All the rollers. It, so awesome to watch but it's uh do you want to do some show and tell bro let's do it let's do it all right on to the next on to the next show and tell <laughs> that was my sweet intro <laughs> what'd you bring man well right. first let's explain it real quick all right so we were sitting here and we we're like oh man what are we going to do for the show <laughs> like there's not really a lot that came out. What is it? Hampshire, AC, Forkner, and Max are done. And Zacho are, are done for Supercross. Yeah. Like, if you've been following their injuries, you, you could have taken a wild guess and, and realized that there's only, what, five races left before the outdoors. One of them is a outdoor champ. You know, I, I think they're probably not going to come back, you know. So we were sitting there talking, like, what do we do? What do we do? And then it was just, well, let's each bring a couple things and we'll talk about why we like these while we're riding mm-hmm. or what helps us out while we're riding or really anything like that. And so, I mean, most of my stuff's in my trailer, like 15 miles away. So I'm running around my garage, like throwing stuff. My wife's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I don't know, something cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you're probably the same way. You're like, I can't get my bike into my house. Yeah, yeah. I got a pair of double juice. doors on the other side of that door that I could have rolled it into, but I could not roll her into this room. Almost uh, all my cool stuff is on the bike. But I found a, a couple of neat things that I think think might be interesting because what I ride more often than not is not what I think most of us are going to be used to. Yeah. You're a, you're an adventure guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, Big, uh, adventure bike. So like in this weekend too, it just kind of rem- I was thinking back through this weekend where I took a long trip to mm, Northwestern Virginia. Uh, I was trying to decide if it was really North, but yeah, Northwestern Virginia and back uh, over the course of the weekend we did, we didn't do the most riding on Sunday. It was like a hundred mile day. Some of it was off road, so a little bit slower. But it was just all about having a good time. But we put in mm, seven eight hundred miles over the course of the weekend, um, slabbing it there. Did a fun ride on Sunday, and then took a really nice three hundred plus mile ride where we spent maybe hour and a half, hour forty five on the interstate. Um, the rest of it was just back roads stuff I'd never been on, and I was trying to think through through that and i was like what what were things i enjoyed about my bike and this ride that nobody else or not nobody else but the most like moto guys wouldn't understand or necessarily kind of think of in a way to appreciate the way i did yeah and the simplest thing was um my gloves that i wear most of the time a because it's warm weather now so now i can wear some of my ventilated gloves yeah um and you know you know is from Redden Street too that a lot of our gloves have 
way more padding and everything on them. But these gloves by a company named Revit and a lot of other companies make them too. They're way more flexible and they're very similar to dirt gloves. So they got a good bit of padding on them too. But one of the things that I found when I was switching between my waterproof gloves on Saturday night and then just warmer gloves was these things have touchscreen fingers on them because I keep my phone on my bike. Yeah. Because I needed to use like, Hey, I've got a nav uh, navigation system on my bike anyways. But then, you know, for like my phone, I can switch between music. I can switch to auto books. I can do another map or my ride tracking app on my phone. And it's just kind of crazy. The things you think of when I started riding, I didn't have touch screen. I didn't have my phone mounted on my bike. And now it's kind of the thing of like, Oh, well, I got my warm gloves on, but now I can't operate my phone, but I can yeah. operate my nav. Cause I got a wheel on my handlebar that operates my nav. Um, and it's just kind of funny. It's like the, one of the littlest things, Having the touchscreen on the end of my finger, oh, my gloves was one of the things that I missed the most when I didn't have it this weekend for the ability to use it and switch back and forth. And those um, are by Revit. Yeah, Revit. But I mean, a lot of a lot of the guys are making them now. Uh, even oh, okay. some of the waterproof ones on there, or whatever. It's just kind of this one in my hand um, is a Revit glove. They make a lot of. They make. They've started to make more off-road stuff too. They actually just came out with a really cool dirt collection um, of off-road styled gear. Um, Nice. And then one of the other things I was thinking of was that I know a lot of off-road guys just don't ride in the cold. Yeah. You know, period. And we do. You're in the cold because we have heated gear because we can yeah. just plug it into our bike and we're fine. And because you're fancy. We're fancy and we don't like freezing too hard when we're on the interstate <laughs> for like four or five hours at a time. We're just doing whatever. Um, and I have a controller that I can mount on my handlebars so I can pick the heat level of my gloves or my liner when I'm wearing them. But funny enough was when I left the house on Saturday night, I looked at my heated jacket liner and I saw the temperature and I was like, mm, I'm not going to need it. You needed it. You went to the mountains guy. I needed it. I needed it. It was, it was the coldest that night and it just got drastically warmer over the weekend I needed it. I had plenty of room in my bags. I could have put it in there, and I was like, no, I'm not going to need it. I don't want to waste room in my bags. I had room in my bags. I needed it. I wish I had it. And so I just froze the whole way. And then, well, most of the ride, I had my hand on my grip that's heated. Didn't need it on the grip because I got electronic cruise control, but I had it on the grip because it was heated. And I had my left hand down behind my cylinder head trying to away keep from the wind. <laughs> yeah that's, uh, uh, yeah that's an old harley trick man that's i do that stuff i've actually melted so i ride with baseball gloves because i'm super smart you know <laughs> and uh it's uh i do the same thing man and especially when i was out in california going through the the mountains and stuff like that you're like oh it'll be cool and then all of a sudden like yeah it gets real cool when you're going peak to valley peak to valley peak to valley you're like oh it's so hot oh my gosh i'm gonna freeze oh it's so hot you know yeah. but it's uh yeah gloves are are definitely important and i think very understated and the fact that you have a what is that bluetooth like heater mm-hmm. thing well yeah. uh yeah so that, that one yeah is, is effectively like bluetooth um and it, you can it's got knobs on it to where you can hook it up and control like the jacket temperature and the glove temperature on it um yeah and that it makes a huge difference. Um, but then the one last thing that I thought would oh, be kind of fun, done really fast, was that because it's the one thing 
it's kind of been talked about. Is that a soccer ball? Recently, I, it looks like a soccer ball on my head, right? <laughs> right. But um, in conjunction with the touchscreen gloves, just is that a cardo? How, yeah, yeah. Look how tiny this thing is, man. It's, oh yeah, the new generation ones are super tiny. Yeah, I mean they were pretty small in the beginning, but it's it's on there. It fits. Without it, a music communication with other people. It just yeah. changes the whole ride experience. And I thought, you know, like, again, if you don't ride street a lot, which a lot of moto guys don't, no harm, but we've been using it forever. It's so tiny. It's so small. And anytime I hear cost as a reason why they don't do in-helmet communication in our sport, I just want to cry. Yeah. Like, they're not that expensive me, for what they are. Yeah, and you can't tell me Cardo can't be like, well, here's just a... Right. I'll, like, I'll even sell it to you at cost. And Feld well, can't be like, well, this section of, like, I don't know, 30 seats could pay for everybody in the night show's Cardo units. Done. Plus, you're Easy. forgetting what we talked about earlier, man. They could be like, well, I'll give it to you for cost. Just throw my name up on a couple of the uh, hay bales. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know? or for free, if you did yeah. that. If I was Cardo... I'd be like, well, you know, maybe make the riders pay for the bracket and the speakers yeah. in yeah. their helmet. So it's there. But if they get in the night show, then we pop in the 40, you know, 40, 44 units we need um, into the into the helmets for the guys that make mm -hmm. it in there. So you don't have to reprogram everything. It's done and it's over with. And cost is not a you know almost non-existent, no big deal. And then Cardo's got yeah. their name out there, and they don't have to worry about just Deegan selling, you know, selling stuff from their their ads. I just, yeah. I'm so used to these things. They're nice there in practice, how, though. Yeah, and how useful they are that I just don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And it's funny too now hearing. I think I don't want to say Ricky's changed his tone on it, but he's becoming way more vocal about. We should be doing this yeah. over the, over just the course of this season. I love hearing him talk about it because I think it's something that we just we just need to do. Yeah, it just needs to happen. A lot of guys use them for practice, man. I see them out at local tracks quite a bit. Um, I see them. I think I see more at like the off road parks when I go out to practice, like because I do the cross country quads, as most of you know. When I go out there just to practice, you see them everywhere. Every, I see more of them in like a couple acres at an off-road park than I do on the street. Like mm -hmm. they're blowing up an off-road and they're really not that expensive for what they are. And I, I don't know. I think they're cool. I, I had one on my street helmet for, for quite a while. Um, and then I got a street glide, so I didn't need it for music anymore. Yeah. And then I realized I never really used it for anything except for music, you know? Yeah. So but Most it's, of uh, I don't use it for anything other than music, but when I'm riding with friends, it's nice to just throw it on there. But even yeah. with the moto stuff, man, I'll be honest, I'm embarrassed. Last fall, my sister was like, hey, do you? is there something out there that I can use to communicate with her son while he's riding? I was like, no, because all I thought of at the time that they had as a consumer product were just the things that you put on the helmets. I didn't uh, know that, you know, like Cardo's right. got. No, we we got the whole headset. Yeah, you know it's it's not like we need to come up with a proprietary like helmet, you know, the headset thing. They've got that figured out now. Yeah. You know, 
And I'm just like, well, I'll Plus some of them just take a 3.5 millimeter audio jack anyway. So you can just plug in like your old school iPhone headphones or like your Sony's or something like that. And then mm-hmm. you don't have to look like a goon walking around with a helmet in the pits. Yeah. I was like, you what know? is this? Crew chief Dan? Yeah. Right. But it's, uh, I, I went completely opposite, man. Oh, um, let me see. Yeah. Let me, let me click some buttons real quick. So this is a new product that I, I saw from Outerwares that I'm actually going to try out this weekend. So they actually make radiator guards now that go on with Velcro and they come with the Velcro. It's like double super sticky 3M Velcro stuff. But if you've ever run Outerwares, which a lot of a lot of people do like on their air filters and whatnot, like it's a uh, I'm really hoping that this works as like a radiator guard cuz it's supposed to be super muddy, you know. And I think uh so I'm going to, I'm going to try it out and just see how it works, you know? And then, uh, what's the worst that's, that can happen? That's <laughs> what is it? Do you know what it's made of? Is it purely just like a, um, a trying to think like a fiber type material or is there like yeah. metal in it? No, there's no metal. It's, uh, so it's the same stuff that like just their regular air filter outerwares are. And then oh. they make them for like, all different types of dirt bikes and everything else. Um, but I figured, especially if you're running shrouds, you can hide that Velcro. Like I run shrouds on mine to hide that Velcro, stick it on there real quick. And let's say halfway through the race, it's all packed up. Stop by your pit real quick. Have one of the bros reach under there, rip it off. Cause it's just Velcro. Boom. Start fresh on a radiator. No overheat, you know? So that's my thought process on it, whether it works that way or not. We'll see. I'm going to get to test it this weekend. It's been storming all day and it's supposed to rain again on Saturday. Uh, Yeah. What else? Oh, uh, so O'Neill hooked me up with this. So it's actually a roost guard shirt. It's like a little, it's like a mesh shirt. So it's really cool. Um, But it's a roost guard and it's all soft. It's all pliable. Like you can bend it all up. If you're like me, you don't like the hard plastic ones because I move a lot and I'm kind of chubby and I'm a little hairy. And so I sweat real bad and the plastic does nothing to help me with that stuff, you know? So I, I was talking to my O'Neill rep, which goes back to talk to your sponsors. Cause they might be able to help you out with some stuff, you know, like, Hey, we have this, this is actually for mountain bikes, dude. This and awesome. yeah. And it's worked out great. Like I've caught rocks with my chest, especially like on the start or when, like I run woods, you act like there's not rocks everywhere. You know, I don't run on a perfectly gloomed track. Yeah. Like, and it's I, so far it's done. Excellent. I haven't overheated. Um, I, I don't even notice I'm wearing it and it makes me look like I'm built like a tank when I put it on under my Jersey, you know? So I think I, I thought that was cool. You know, I was just kind of running around through all my stuff and I was like, maybe the guys will like this. Cause I do see it quite a bit where Guys are like, well, I want to run a roost guard, but what's out there that's not hard plastic? And I get it because the hard plastic, it it does kind of suck, you know. Yeah, um, I didn't know that something like that was out there because that you like you said that's a big a big topic. Even you know if we're talking pro guys and just safety out there, yeah. it's it's like it's almost like the conversation is always, well, do you wear the full chest protector, you know, and then maybe inner or outer of the Jersey, but it's, do you wear the full chest protector or none? There's never been a conversation about, well, there's this one in the middle ground. That's not quite as obtrusive. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's pliable. You saw me crumple it all up, but yeah. it's like a medium density foam. So even if you do take the rock, like it's designed to not necessarily absorb the impact, but it like displaces it, which is, I I think that's what it's supposed to do. I don't, all I know is that it doesn't hurt nearly as bad as taking it like straight to the chest, you know? Uh, and then the other thing that I brought was actually this from Tough Jugs, which I thought this thing's a game changer, um, especially if you don't want to pay for the whole IMS dry brake system. So if you're running one of the larger tanks, um, chances are it has the larger hole, you know, like the bigger diameter hole. Well, this thing is quick fill. Like it just, you just put it in, push down, it goes real quick, right? And then uh, it's locking and everything like that. So you put the collar down, it doesn't open up in your trailer. Or if the kids are messing around, they can't open it up and get a face full of 110. You know? Ah. So it's, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And it actually, it fills quick. Like I run a three, 3.8 gallon tank and I can go from uh, usually like a quarter tank. You don't want to get all the way down to empty. That's bad. So, and it'll still, by the time I can change my goggles and my gloves, it's already full. So as opposed to trying to mess around with like the old, like we always called them donkey dicks. I don't know what you guys call them, but <laughs> with those things, you know, trying to get it in and then you're trying to pick it up like with your legs so that you don't like overfill it and all the gas comes out of the vent and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, one of my buddies told me about one of these and I was like, that is actually really cool and you can't tell on the screen but so if it's sitting upright you have one thing to tell how much uh like what the capacity is in it and then when it's upside down while you're still filling it or whatever you can see it they did it again right next to it the opposite way so you can still see so and i think they come in like a three gallon which i think this one is three two and a half gallon and like five gallon and they come in all different colors and all that but i thought that was pretty cool and it's uh i don't know how many of you actually need to refill while you're racing but for what i choose to do it's kind of important <laughs> you know yeah so well, it's just even kind of neat to think of you know i kind of forget that you know i've got a gas tank that on my bike i do 300 something miles you know on a tank yeah. um i forget that when you guys are out there racing you know they don't pull over in supercross they don't pull over in outdoors even to refill the gas tank you guys are out yeah. there that's part of the thing you're out there so long you have to refill the gas while yeah. you're racing not while you're riding while you're racing you're talking anywhere from an hour and 45 minutes to upwards of three hours you know and then i have some other cool little gizmos and doodads that would work both on like i'm not going to say on an mx track or a supercross track like directly but cool little like either pit gadgets or like just little gadgets in general you know that i that i've picked up over the years and especially um talking to a bunch of different racers and a bunch of different people within the industry they'll always be like hey man you gotta try this hey man you gotta try this and i'll usually go try it because i mean what do you have to lose you know you either mm -hmm. get something that's really cool and helps you out a lot or you try it out like during one of your practice sessions and you're like eh, i'm not feeling it you know but 
I think that, uh, I think show and tell is something pretty cool. You know, even if we find cool stuff on the internet, we figured out how to screen share. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. There's, there's a lot of we'll sees. So <laughs> we don't really know week to week what's going on 110%, you know, but it's, uh, we're trying to keep it entertaining and filled with stuff. Who knows? Actually, that makes me think maybe because now, now I'm a GoPro owner. I might, um, if anybody's interested, I might do it just for an exercise and practice making videos. I might do a, a walk around of my, of my bike. So anybody can see just how couch like she is compared to what you guys ride. What's a BMW, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it is a couch. She's she's pretty good like that. Let's go to a GNCC, man. You can be like that dude on the Tiger. Dude, I'll if race I had, with you. If I didn't have the full adventure, I totally would. I don't think uh, I don't think mine could make it through some of the trees. If I had if I had something like that uh that T7, I would I would totally try it. I would definitely try. We need you know what you need to do. We need to talk uh all uh rider from the Discord just when it's when oh, it's yeah. across the border. Like man, bring the XR650 down. Let's just, oh yeah, he's got some gizmos and gadgets too. The way yeah. he fixes two-stroke pipes is amazing. I I'll have to talk to him about maybe sending me like a, a small little clip or something so that we can see how he does it and maybe share it. I mean, that's been an interesting project to follow. Yeah, it definitely has. Uh, other than that, the only other new news that we really have is new shows, new times, same great motorsports media network mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's uh so this particular show so that we don't have to try to remember stuff for multiple days which as you can tell i do the same sponsor reads week to week and i still forget them after about five minutes <laughs> we're gonna move this show over to monday nights at 6 30 p.m eastern uh Feel free to stop in, hang out with us. Uh, we're trying to make it more audio friendly uh, for you guys that are only listening audio. But don't forget that it's also uploaded directly to YouTube and Facebook as well. Um, so I don't want to tell you to like, hey, stop listening to the audio and jump on and see like when we're showing stuff off. That's up to me and Tiller just to get better at describing stuff. You know, so uh, I, I do want to apologize to you guys if, if we have kind of forgotten about you in the past, but we are doing it Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Same channel, same, I don't know what they say on TV. It's been a while, but uh, same network, all this, you know, uh, come hang out with us. We love y'all. So, and then Jesse is going to do a preview show which we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier where we were like, well, Jesse will go over that. You know, it's uh, he's moving his show to Friday at noon. Uh, come hang out with Jesse. I'm, I'm sure he'll have guests on every once in a while. Um, it might be uh, who knows? I don't know what Steve's up to. I know he's still going to class and all that. Maybe we'll see Steve. Maybe we'll see Sean. Maybe one of us will just get a wild hair and decide to jump on and, give him a virtual high five, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We're trying new stuff guys. So trying to figure out what works best. And I like it. It's something new all the time, but 
you know, it might be the first and only time that we ever do show and tell, but I think it's pretty cool just to kind of see what's out there, see what's working, see what's not and see what guys choose over other things and why, you know? So if you do have something that, uh, you think is cool for either show and tell or that you'd like to go over with like fantasy where you want us to break it down or stats or something for a preview or on a review. If you might've saw something cool that we missed, stop on over to Facebook. It's power to the ground podcast. I think, right. Power to the ground podcast. Mm -hmm. I look, I look at it all day, every day and I still can't, I always just type power to the ground. So stop over at Facebook, like us, uh comment and share it uh stop over at youtube power to the ground podcast as well like it share it subscribe you know i yeah you can share youtube videos i'm not techie i apologize i'm kind of stumbling through this i'm trying to remember what works with what and what doesn't work with the other one but it's you can uh share it and subscribe and the uh, i don't know about the facebook i don't touch facebook as often but the youtube you can set the notification to where as soon as we go live oh, yeah get their reminders yeah. you didn't have to think about it you can do that on uh on facebook as well now i think mm. oh so, if you get the app or whatever yeah yeah so go ahead hit us up let us know kind of what you thought about tonight's show what you'd like to see us do better what you didn't like so that we don't have to uh we don't have to continue on with it nobody likes when somebody keeps doing something that nobody else likes but we don't know unless you tell us so please stop on over um or reach out to us on power the number two the ground.com and that's really all i got taylor you got anything to add i uh, mean i'm looking forward to, to monday night getting the first atlanta out of the way i already got some things i want to talk about and i haven't even seen the race yet oh i feel the same way man i'm pretty excited i i'm gonna be destroyed i'm gonna miss all the qualifying most of practice most of the heats but i might catch it in the truck on the way home so yeah. we'll see yeah, It'll Saturday be, uh, starts at uh, qualifying starts at nine a.m. Yeah, I'll be at the track. Yeah. I'll have to take the Jenny, man. I don't know. Maybe watch it on my laptop while I'm sitting in the trailer. But it's uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm just excited that we're going back racing, man. So mm-hmm. I will catch you in three or four days. Yes, looking so, forward to it. And don't forget to catch Jesse tomorrow on the same. Same network, same places, YouTube and Facebook, as well as all podcast locations, uh, Friday at noon. So, I don't know. I guess we're signing off, man. I'm going to go get yelled at by my kids. Have a good time with that. Oh, yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. We'll catch you, and we'll catch all of you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Have a good one.